Welcome to Building Boston and Beyond, an educational podcast providing residents with information on the economic growth of their community and the many resources and services available to improve their quality of life. From discussions with public officials, businesses, organizations, and people wanting to affect change, Building Boston and Beyond aims to further educate and empower residents to have a voice, connect with their community, and join the decision-making process. Weymouth Mayor Bob Hedlund joins us today. Having an interest in civic affairs as a youth, Bob served as the youngest member of the South Shore Chamber of Commerce Governmental Affairs Committee. From there, his career in public service emerged. Bob's career spans 30 years plus, first serving in the Massachusetts Senate and now as Mayor of Weymouth. With a population of 57,000, Mayor Hedlund continues to proactively lead Weymouth residents through COVID-19 as the vaccination process continues. An avid cyclist and softball player, Bob promotes health and fitness and works to ensure Weymouth's parks and recreational locations are available and accessible to all. Let's hear more from Mayor Hedlund. There's so much going on in Weymouth. Uh, you're doing a great job. How's the response to COVID? Response has been okay. You know, I think we're grappling with what every other community is grappling with. We're a little bit fortunate in the sense that um, we've got South Shore Health Systems here, South Shore Hospital, and uh, they've been a good partner on some of the things we've done. They've been pretty good about in the early phases, you know, making us aware of what they believed was going to happen and what it would entail. Mm-hmm. Kind of gave us some impetus to, you know, plan, be proactive early. Eventually, with CARES Act money, we set up a test site, which they run mm-hmm. in partnership with us. That's been a real godsend. It's really helped us. Mm-hmm. We've had town hall open much, much sooner than communities around here. In fact, some communities still don't have full staffing or full hours. We've done that, and we think that the test site was a big help in doing that. You know, we'd be able to get people in there on short notice and get results back in 12 hours. Right, right. So that has helped. Mm-hmm. And um, in terms of budgeting, we just um, submitted our budget and put our budget message forward. We were very proactive in, in taking budgetary management steps early, and we're in a situation where, you know, we've had not have to make any cuts in this upcoming fiscal year, and we're looking around at communities around us that are having to do that. You know, there's some communities that are really in a tough situation budgetarily, but we were very proactive in that. Uh, furloughs and spending freezes and some initial cuts. I think we've coped pretty good. That's great. That's great. Now, the federal money that you received... Uh, well, we got CARES Act money. We had some flexibility on what to do with that. I think the biggest, most important thing we did do, we used that to set up the, the testing site. Mm-hmm. And now we have an insanely large amount coming soon mm-hmm. under wow. the Stimulus Act. We're hoping to put that towards some capital projects that we have. Uh, how about the residents? Like, how are you able to get them information about the vaccinations and and what about those who are homebound? How are you addressing that? Yeah, we we, um, we set up a program real early uh, where we deployed our health department. Mm-hmm. We worked with the unions and got our school nurses to supplement some of the activities of the health department. Mm-hmm. With the Council on Aging and our senior center shut down, we used senior center staff to assist in outreach with the health department. So those are a few things we did to get departments to kind of work together. I want to, let, let's talk about the schools. Uh, the schools are, are reopened, correct? Grammar schools are back full. Uh, parents, you know, had the option to uh, remain remote, but the overwhelming demand was that uh, parents chose to put their kids back in that environment. We 
visited one school that had 90% opt-in to go back in in class Mm full-time. Then we visited the next school and the opt-in was only about half. Mm. And what we discovered was that there was a financial incentive for parents who are on assistance through EBT to keep their kids home because of an increased payment. Mm. We had a meeting with our state legislators, brought that to their attention. They're actually trying to work something out with DOE because what we found is those kids are the kids that really uh, benefit more, need more of the in-class presence. Yes, yes, I agree. Not all parents in that situation are motivated by that, but we have found that some are. And that's mm-hmm. what's driving up some parents determined to keep their kids remote. It's that financial incentive that their EBT payment is greater if the kid is on remote learning. Right. But you envision a complete uh, fall reopening. We do. I'm sure you're looking forward to, uh, as we move through COVID, people just getting outside. And, and, and what do you envision for that? I mean, you've, you've invested a lot and really put a lot of effort and uh, uh, concern into parks and recreation areas in Weymouth. Let's talk about that. We took, um, we, we took what the state guidelines were and we interpreted them, shall we say, liberally. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we did was, for instance, with our parks last year, you know, we shut down playground structures, things like that, but we kept our parks open while neighboring communities completely shut their parks down. Mm-hmm. But we had park and rec staff in the parks monitoring, enforcing distance rules and things like that. Most of our new parks have walking perimeter trails, places like Lovell Field, Libby Field, Legion Field, Weston Park, all, all recently redone mm-hmm. fields. And um, we found that was helpful. Initially, some people criticized us that thought that that might be a problem. Mm-hmm. But we found that giving people the opportunity to get outside was helpful from a health standpoint. I know that I spent more time outside during the pandemic, and I think the fresh air was good. So we took a liberal approach. And what we found was mm-hmm. that we had people using our facilities from neighboring towns whose parks were shut down. Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. And we had like this massive influx of folks from Hingham and elsewhere. And it got to the point, especially at Lovell Field, that we had to enforce a residence only policy. Wow. And uh, we had staff. Um, checking when people came into the parking lot. That's how bad it got at a couple places. Wow. In fact, we had an incident went viral where we had a group that wasn't practicing social distancing on the park. It was a group of mm-hmm. kids and we found out they were from Norwell. <laughs> and when our field attendant, a lower grade employee in terms of pay, you know, went to tell them to enforce the guidelines, they talked back to him and eventually had to call the police. Oh, the Norwell kids took video of it and tried to mock the guy and criticize him for being, you know, a field Nazi or something. And uh, <laughs> they got a ton of pushback from Instagram people who turned it around on them. And uh, we actually, someone got some t-shirts made up and the guy became kind of an Instagram legend. <laughs> Our field attendant. Right. So the sports, there were sports teams underway too, right? Now there is. Yes. Uh, You know, obviously we lost a lot of seasons and we had to go by state guidelines. But, you know, it's interesting that, you know, I play in a men's softball league. Uh, Two leagues that I play in actually last year, you know, had seasons. Mm -hmm. We had a very successful season in in Quincy and, you know, there were no, no known outbreak in that league. So, you know, different entities approached it different ways, obviously. Right. What's your team's name? That is Coops. Is our sponsor. But right now, as we move into the spring summer, is there going to be baseball uh, leagues for youth? Yeah, they're underway, actually. Yeah. Those those teams are underway. And doesn't your son play? Yeah, he's playing um, Cal Ripken this year. And uh, they've had two practice games thus far. Everyone's masked up, and we hope that no 
no outbreaks occur that would need the season. We're hoping. That's wonderful. I personally believe that, you know, if you're doing an outdoor activity like baseball, I think you have the ability to undertake it safely. I agree. I agree. So as we move past the COVID and these restrictions, what are you hoping for as we go beyond COVID and envision for the town of Weymouth? I mean, it's a new normal, they call it. What? What is your vision for the future? I just hope things get back to the way they were. You know, I'm, I'm hankering to see some live music myself. <sighs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> thank you, Mayor Hedlund of Weymouth, for joining this edition of Building Boston and Beyond. All right. Thank you. Visit buildingbostonandbeyond.com to get a glimpse of our future guests and the many ways you can follow us on social media. Join us next time to hear the latest topics of discussion in Boston and beyond.